Good morning. Thank you for a short response. Um, on your way in, you may have noticed a table out in the foyer. Uh, that's for the second year retreat. Raise your hand if you're a second year student. All right, I, I saw like two or three fingers. I guess a finger counts. Um, on your way out, if you're a second year student, be sure to check out that table for more information about the uh, second year retreat. This morning, as we continue our journey to the cross in the Lytton series, uh, we'll be led in worship by Ryan and students. And one of those students is Isabella Masso. Some of y'all seem to know her. She's a first year student from Frisco, and she'll be sharing with us an original song of hers. Let's bow now as we begin worship. God of grace, you've given us minds to know you, hearts to love you, and voices to sing to you. Fill us with your spirit that we may celebrate your glory and worship you in spirit and in truth. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Hear this reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 4. Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give will become in them a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, Go and call your husband and come back. This is the gospel of our Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, to, be God. to God. Let's stand together this morning as we sing.
When temptation comes my way When I cannot stand I'll fall on you Cause Jesus you're my hope and stay When I cannot stand I'll fall on you Cause Jesus you're my hope and stay Merciful God, we confess that we have been unfaithful to you and unloving to those around us. When those in need have cried out for help, we have turned our backs upon them and in so doing have shut the doors of our hearts to your love for them through us. Forgive us and may the mercy we receive be apparent in the lives we live. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. Hear this reading from Exodus chapter 17. But the people were thirsty for water there, and they grumbled against Moses. They said, Why did you bring us up out of Egypt to make us and our children and livestock die of thirst? Then Moses cried out to the Lord, What am I to do with these people? They are almost ready to stone me. The Lord answered Moses, Go out in front of the people, take with you some of the elders of Israel, and take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile, and go. I will stand there before you by the rock at Horeb, Strike the rock, and water will come out of it for the people to drink. So Moses did this in the sight of the elders of Israel. And he called the place Massa and Meribah, because the Israelites quarreled, and because they tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. Be God.
that's not enough to get over things we feel. Pain is hard to swallow, but like a wall is strong. And when you don't know at the end of the day if you'll make it through it all. People who observe Lent give things up. They give things up during the season. I grew up hearing Catholic friends talk about what they were giving up for 40 days, and I thought it was strange. They, of course, thought Baptists were strange for giving up drinking and dancing all the time. As I got to know the Christian calendar, I got to know the practice of giving something up for Lent. It's no longer strange to me, but simply part of the rhythm of my year. People give up all sorts of things, from meats to sweets. They fast, sometimes from things that are bad for them, and sometimes from things that are good for them. And it's 
not always food that is given up. It might be an activity, TV, exercise, social media, March Madness even. I once gave up on home improvement for Lent. A friend of mine once gave up on road rage. I don't think he actually made it very far with that one. Some people, rather than giving up something, will take on something, maybe an act of service or love or friendship. Someone told me the other day that this year they're going to write a letter to a loved one every day for Lent. She's taking on something, but my take on, the taking on, is that it's still always a two part, uh, part two of an essential spiritual movement. Giving up is always first. In her case, she gives up lots of time every day to write a real letter. Giving up, letting go, that's always the first move. That seems to be the point of this Lenten practice, that we come to experience the economy of grace that is always in play in God's world. For something to be taken on means we'll be letting go of something else. And to let go of anything prepares us to receive. It's really one move. One holy motion. And the holy motion is embedded in all things. Giving, leading to getting. Losing to finding. Dying to living fully. Seems to be the operative spiritual law in the world. And that's certainly one of the lessons of Lent. It's the central plot to the drama we watch being played out in these days. God, in Christ, is making his way to Jerusalem where he'll give up something, where he'll give up everything. And in the giving up, room seems to be made for something else. It's the economy of grace and the spiritual law of love writ large in history for all to see. Everything costs somebody. Everything costs somebody something. In Jesus, we see that divine reality manifested. God puts his cards on the table as the one who empties. And it's the emptying that always leads to life. Giving up, letting go, pouring out, sacrifice, surrender, relinquishing, losing, suffering, dying. These seem to be synonymous for love for God. And given that, really a part of the way the whole universe or any life works. Seems apparent when anyone takes stock of their life and what mattered in it, it, it'll always be a story about who made what sacrifice, what loving costs someone. My dad is suffering from Alzheimer's in these days, and it's really hard on lots of days. 58 years ago, my mom said, I do and I will, for better, for worse, in sickness and in health, and there's a lot giving up going on for her in these days. As a Baptist, she never practiced Lent, but as a loving wife and mother, she became very practiced at what it meant to sacrifice. My dad learned that too. They've been preparing for these days all of their lives. When I was a senior at Baylor, my older brother was living in Africa as a missionary journeyman. He would be ending that experience and returning home about the time I was graduating so we cooked up a plan. We'd meet in Athens and spend a month backpacking through Europe. I asked my parents if it could happen, and they said yes. So my brother and I planned. 
What I didn't know is that my dad went and bought a new chainsaw. And after work and on the weekends, he would drive through the neighborhood offering to trim trees for people in order to make the extra money they would need to pay for my month-long European adventure. In these days, as I'm walking along beside him, and often sacrificially so, I think about that and the other thousands of ways he and my mom sacrificed as they loved me and my brother and my sister. Their self-denial led to a good journey, to an adventure for us. It's the essence of any loving life. It is the essence of love and it is the essence of life. Something is always being released. There's no life without it. Something is always given up in the path towards redemption. It is the lesson of Lent. We give something up, and what we learn by all our little letting goes serves to connect us to the larger truth of God's great giving. And we see it so clearly in Jesus. It's so big there. It's so very compelling in the cross and in the faith we hold. But it is everywhere as Jesus sees it. This big truth is in the smallest of things. Like when seed falls to the ground, Jesus says. And the demise of the acorn leads to an oak tree. It's the economy of grace manifesting itself. The acorn can't remain an acorn and become an oak. Something has to give. Something always has to be given up in everything. In a piece of truth studied and learned. In a friendship that really matters, in a small self that gives way to an authentic self, in a grain of wheat that falls to the ground and dies to become the bread of life. And in the season of Lent, which is like every season of life, we're led again back to this truth, this lesson, something always has to be surrendered. Would you quietly stand for a moment of benediction? God, we open our hearts this day we open our ears, open our eyes. We'll be looking, we'll be listening for your call to let go as we study and learn, as we let go of things in the past, as we say yes to what is ahead. This is our prayer through Christ. Amen.